Hello, welcome to This Week in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the podcast for allsportsdiscussion.com. This is Jeff, one of your podcast co-hosts, and you can follow me on Twitter at TalkinACCSports. That's at T-A-L-K-I-N-A-C-C Sports. Your podcast moderator is Matthew, and you can follow Matthew on Twitter at ASD underscore Hokiesmash. I'm going to turn it over to Matthew now as he gets the podcast started. Thank you for the good introduction, Jeff. You can also follow our site Twitter account for allsportsdiscussion.com. Again, that's allsportsdiscussion.com. The site Twitter account is at allsportsdacc. Again, that's at allsportsdacc. Jeff, I'm going to ask you a real quick question. What did you buy for Black Friday? Did you buy anything for Black Friday? I bought absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Because I, I did buy some things at Walmart. I mean, I bought I bought some pillows because they were on sale. But then half, you know... <laughs> I, or I, I literally ordered 12 items for Walmart because I'm a Walmart Plus member, right? And so uh-huh. with Walmart Plus, you know, they're – okay, so Walmart – I don't know if people know this. And maybe, maybe, you, maybe, you, maybe you know this or maybe you don't, Jeff, but they're trying hard to compete with Amazon right now just on a whole lot of things, uh-huh. and, including like, you know, Amazon Prime with their free shipping and stuff like that. So Walmart's doing the same thing. And Target's – Target's not doing the same thing, but Walmart's doing trying to do the same thing. They're they're in a cutthroat battle right now, and so normally, if you order, you know, at least you know several items, they try to put a lot of them in the in the same box, you know, the I mean? <laughs> same box. But Walmart sent me twelve separate items wrapped in plastic, which was the weirdest thing that's ever happened. And they sent it here to this condo building. I mean, literally twelve separate items, like five pillows. They were wrapped in plastic. Well, a couple of them were already opened, you know, the pillows. So the san- there were sanitary issues. <laughs> there were sanitary issues with the pillows. And then, you know, they, they, they folded up a rug and cracked it. So it was kind of not – I couldn't really use it, right? The rubber backing was, was, was kind of, you know, shot, shot. I can't really use it. You know, so I have that issue. And then they – but I did get these good Rubbermaid – what do I call it? I'm talking about things I get for my <laughs> – Things I get for my condo, right? The rubber, rubber made, uh, rubber made um, plastic containers and stuff like that. You know, so I did get some things from Walmart, but it was just weird the way they sent it. I mean, it's like you usually normally expect things like that in a box and stuff like that, but they didn't do that. So anyway, but I did, bu- I did buy that. I did buy some beef jerky because I usually. You know, I think I buy it like a lot of, I mean, people see my, the Twitter timeline, whether it's at my own personal or the site Twitter account, I buy a lot of protein. So I bought, I bought some beef jerky and that sort of, that, that sort of thing. So I did make a, I did make a few purchases, you know, but, but while I was doing that, of course, I was watching some ACC hoops over the weekend, Jeff. So, I mean, before we get into the week that was here for, for ACC football, I want to talk some ACC hoops a little bit. I mean, who, who, who have you seen so far? It's a small sample size, of course. But who, have you seen any team that's been really dominating so far for ACC hoops and really strong performances in the league, Jeff? 
Um, I, I don't know if I, if I've seen anyone just, uh, you know, blow me away. Um, when you watch Duke play, I mean, I think they're the most talented team in the, in the ACC. Um, but the, the loss to Arizona, uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, leaves it open, you know, what they have to improve on and they got to get tougher in the interior. Um, but they're obviously really talented. They do have a win over, over Michigan, uh, state, which is a good win, but we're going to find out more about them this week. I think they play Arkansas in the ACC SEC challenge. Um, I think what you've seen is that there's been yet for an elite team to really, uh, step up, uh, in the conferences in the, in the conference, but that there are a lot of, there's much more depth than there was last year. Uh, I think Louisville is a much improved team. They're not a great team. Don't get me wrong, but from what they were last year, I mean, they came within a bucket, uh, of beating Texas the other day. Um, and really it, it took a great shot by Texas with no time on the clock to, to beat them. And that, that kind of just opened, you know, if that didn't open your eyes that Louisville is a better team than they were last year. Um, I don't, I don't know what will, uh, you saw North Carolina beat Arkansas. Uh, you saw Virginia tech beat Iowa state this week, uh, Florida state beat a ranked Colorado team. So, so you're seeing signs. Uh, I think Miami's probably been the most consistent, uh, team in the ACC and they got to play Kentucky this week. So I think you're seeing, um, improved depth depth in the league you won't get they won't get hammered like they did last year based on the on the computer metrics with teams you know for for example like louisville last year that that had net rankings in the 300s and florida state was in the 200s for a good portion of the year uh the, the conference you know is picking up some quality wins here and there but but also no team is just truly you know, jumped out at you. Probably, maybe Miami has been the been the closest. And if they win it, if they win in Rupp Arena this week, uh, that that would really, that would really open open some eyes. Okay, and I agree with pretty much everything you said, Jeff. I'm gonna just say something about Louisville. Do you know today that they went to overtime with a team, Jeff? This is really, I mean, this is key here. New Mexico State had so many fouls. They had four guys, four, they were playing with four players left, and they went to overtime with Louisville today. Yeah, I think I saw you when you posted that on, <laughs> on, on Twitter. And oh, I'm not sure if they would have been able to have won that game at uh, this time last year. I, I, well, you know what, though? I mean, I, they, they, have, they have a long way to go, and they're, they're at the point where I think, Jeff, where – they're doing. I mean, if they if they continue losing, which I think they will, I don't think they're. I honestly don't think they're going to stun too many people in conference, Jeff. I mean, unless the threes aren't falling for a team some night that goes in that goes in there or something like that, they aren't going to stun too many people. They're going to have a huge decision there to make at the end of the at the end of the season in Louisville. I think that's my personal opinion because once you start getting to a point where you have f- fan apathy. You get in trouble. I remember, you know who, you know who Kenny Payne kind of reminds me of that situation, Jeff. It kind of reminds me of James Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It's I remember that, and and Louisville is going to be kind of an interesting case because 
they they were so bad last year. I mean, truly one of the, you know, on a historical level, one of the worst teams we've ever seen in the ACC. Uh, and and they are better this year. They're an improved team, but like you said, I still think they're probably going to be one of the bottom three or four teams in the ACC. They're going to lose a lot of games, you know, probably fifteen or twenty. And and then how do you look at it if if you're the Louisville? Are you going to look at it like, well, they did get better and and give Payne another chance, or are just going to cut the cord on the whole thing? It's a big decision, and I, I, you know, I we're we're going to have to get one of our Louisville friends on the podcast in the new year, Jeff, because I want to find out who they're still paying. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who are they still paying? Right. I mean, that's the that's that's the big thing. Now, I'll tell you quickly. I did watch Virginia Tech several times, right? And they and they they look like a team that's still kind of trying to find its defensive mission with, with a player that they thought they were going to have in the rotation, right? You've got players that are adjusting to new roles and things like that. I'm trying to be patient when I watch, when I watch the Hokies and stuff like that, because it didn't go good against South Carolina, but there are people that are telling me that South Carolina is going to be better than they were. It went better against Iowa state. The first half was actually pretty decent against Florida a&M, but you're not going to admit you're, you know, if you, if you're shooting like 10% from three point land, you're not going to beat anybody. And that was the problem today for Virginia tech that once you start missing these hoops, right. And then the other, I mean, fam, is a good team, but you know, the Florida A&M is good. University is a good team. They are a, I mean, they're legit. They're, there's somebody I think they could easily make the second or second weekend. They could, be, they could go to the final eight. They, they have the capability to go a long way this year because they are, very tall at every position. They can hit threes. They can play defense. I mean, they're 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 legit. They they're legit. Maybe Jeff, I want to say this. They're it's either them or Miami that's the best team in the state state of Florida. And you know that was a good early season test for Virginia Tech to play. You know, competition like this. I mean, I want to go into this because let's run through this just jet ref Jeff just real quickly here. Uh, the ACC SEC men's basketball challenge. I want to go through and have you pick these games, and this is going to be sort of a lightning round game, a lightning round uh, segment here for us. The twenty eighth of November. The twenty eighth of November. LSU goes to Syracuse. Who do you got? Uh, I, I think uh, Syracuse. Syracuse can win that game. I mean, LSU's already lost uh, a couple times this year. Uh, Syracuse been a little bit unevening, but. Uneven, but you get that game at home. I, I like I like Syracuse in that game. Missouri at Pitt. Uh, I I mean I know I, I know Pittsburgh, you know really really struggled uh, in that game against uh, I think it was Florida in, in the preseason NIT. But you know other other than that, they they've played pretty well. They got a Power Five win over Oregon State. Uh, yeah, Oregon State's not very good, but but. Uh, Pittsburgh dominated that game, and Missouri—they got a couple of losses out, out of out of the gate. Um, a one-point loss to, to Jackson State. Memphis is pretty good in that that loss, but uh, I, I like Pittsburgh in that game. Very good, sir. Mississippi State at Georgia Tech. I uh, honestly, I, I think um, the game's at Georgia Tech, but. Uh, Georgia Tech has absolutely no interior defense, uh, and they're going to have to probably shoot 
better than 40% from three in that game. Um, they got a lot of issues on the defensive side of the ball early in the season. Uh, Cincinnati absolutely ran them off the court. Uh, I think Mississippi State wins that game. Notre Dame at South Carolina. That should be an in- interesting matchup. Yeah, I think this is one of those toss-up uh, type type games. Um, you know, South Carolina was picked by most people to be last in the SEC. Uh, I think Notre Dame's kind of, they've been kind of all over the place early this this year. They already have a win uh, over Oklahoma State. Uh, but have lost to Western Carolina. Uh, I think on the road um, in a toss-up game, I, I still favor the South Carolina. Okay, so what do we got here? We got basically two and two here. That's what I'm hearing so far. Miami at Kentucky. Uh, I love this matchup. Um, that, that this is going to be probably one of the premier games of the uh, of the tournament. Uh, Miami seems to have not missed a beat <laughs> with their backcourt. And Jim Laranega, uh, Kentucky is is super talented um, as usual, but this year's team can actually shoot. <laughs> and uh, I, I think uh, Kentucky's a pretty legitimate team this year, not not overrated as they usually are. Um, going into Rupp, if that game was in Miami, I would definitely favor the Canes. But um, I think going into Rupp Arena is 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 too tall of a task, even for a really good team. Uh, like Miami, so I, I think Kentucky wins that I game. I will be taking Miami to win that game, Jeff. There you go. I like it. I, I feel that they're disciplined and that they're smart and that they're not going to beat themselves when they're going to bait Kentucky into some bad moves. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I think. We get, you got guys on that team that are like, I feel like have been there since I since I started since I started graduate school. You know what I mean? The first time. No, I'm kidding. Okay. NC State at Old Miss. Uh, NC State actually has played pretty well to open the year. Um, it was weird. I thought they were going to win the tournament out in Vegas. They were playing a really rugged uh, BYU team. And I leave for like 10 minutes and, and BYU goes on a 17-3 to run. Uh, Old Miss hasn't hasn't played anybody yet. Um, if, if there's a, a early upset, or I feel like could be an upset, I think NC State goes into Ole Miss and, and pulls that off. Very good, sir. Clemson at Alabama. Th- this is th- this one won't quite get the notoriety of some of the other games, uh, but this is a really really good matchup. Uh, Clemson is uh, th- this is this could potentially be Brad Brunell's best team, or at least the best one he's had since. Um, his Sweet 16 team, uh, they can score from multiple positions. Uh, PJ Hall uh, is is a future pro. They've got experience in the backcourt with with Hunter and and the transfer from Syracuse. Um, oh my gosh, his name just slipped my mind. Uh, I can't believe that. I'm gonna have to look that up really quick. The the all AC uh, Gerard Joe Gerard yeah he's he's just now getting comfortable in the offense, and this is another one that I feel like if it was was in Clemson or at a neutral site, um, I would have I would favor Clemson, but but Alabama, um, they've they've accumulated some talent over the last uh, few years. Nate Oates they they're well coached uh, on the road. 
this is a, a top 25 caliber matchup. This is something you could see, um, you know, in the NCAA tournament for sure. Um, on the road, though, I, I have to go with in a toss-up game with the home team in Alabama. Fair enough. Tennessee at North Carolina. Yeah, this is this is a really this is a really good matchup. Tennessee, um, they've already lost a couple times this year, but they're they're a legit top twenty team. I mean, their two two losses were <laughs> were single were, were were single digit games to Kansas and and Purdue. Um, P- Purdue is like the one actual team in the Big Ten that I, I think is could be pretty good. We'll see how they do in March, but right now uh, Purdue. You know, is a is a really really good uh, basketball team, and North Carolina, you know, had Villa, Villanova is a, is also a really good team, and North Carolina went to overtime with them. Then they came back and played really well against Arkansas. Um, I'm going to stick with what I've been doing here in in toss up games. I'm going to lean to the home team, and that means I'm going with North Carolina here. Okay, and so this next pick, this next game here. Is kind of give you gonna gonna give you a little history. Somebody who I think could actually beat Purdue on a neutral court in March, who's on the road at Virginia, and I, I I'm telling you this. I I think Texas A and M Texas A and M is legit. I mean they're they're a good they're a good team. Some people say the buzz is the best coach, perhaps not to get to a Final Four, but they go to Virginia, and he's very familiar with Virginia. And, you know, obviously Charlottesville's a tough place to play, but Buzz has found ways to win against Tony Bennett de- Tony Bennett defenses and things like that. And I think he has uh, he has a pretty good roster. And like I said, this is the kind of team that could give Purdue a first-round exit in March just because of the way they, uh, the way they play. So I, I'm curious on your thoughts there with Texas A&M at Virginia, which I think will be one of the best – the challenges best. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, Virginia ha- has gotten off to a pretty pretty solid start um, to the year. I think they only have the one loss to to uh, Wisconsin, if I'm remembering right. And they've also beat Florida early in the season, which is going to be a quality uh, win by the end of the year. Uh, Texas A&M, you know, also you know played that Florida Atlantic team. That that beat Virginia Tech today, and that's that's a legitimate team. Final Four last year, um, you know, you know, with with Buzz going back, I think that, that there's going to be some emotion in that game. And again, I'm gonna, you know, I feel like this is a somewhat of a toss up game. So also going with Virginia in this one too. Fair enough. Fair enough. Florida at Wake Forest. Um, I, I don't like the way Wake Wake Forest has has played most of the year. They have they've they're only three and three. They've fallen behind um, big against some you know really lesser opponents. Uh, earlier, first game of the year, they were behind by twenty uh, to Elon. Uh, they've been they have been competitive, but I, I feel like Florida's probably a little bit too athletic for them, and and that's one where I'm going to go with the road team. And, and take Florida over Wake Forest. Okay, how about uh, Duke and Arkansas? Should also be a pretty good game, but I feel I myself feel pretty good about Duke going in there to Arkansas. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I agree with you there. Um, Arkansas has already lost uh, 
three times. They've already lost three times this year. And, and one of those included a home loss to UNC Greensboro at home where, you know, surprisingly uh, greens, Greensboro dominated that game. I mean, they were ahead by double digits. Most of that second half, uh, they didn't play well in that game. They struggled with Stanford, went to two overtimes there, played Memphis, uh, North Carolina, beat them by 15, and and really just ran uh, ran away with them. Uh, Arkansas is a team that you will probably get better as the season progresses, uh, but right now they're not playing well. Um, Duke is more talented than they are, and if they can get a little bit of that, and they've already played some tough opponents like we talked about earlier with Arizona, Michigan State. I think they'll be ready uh, for for Arkansas. I like Duke in that one. Virginia Tech at Auburn. Gosh, Virginia Tech's just had a a hellacious road right in a row. <laughs> yeah, the, the, this um, Virginia Tech is is, is going to if they shoot anywhere like they did. Uh, Today, uh, they 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 got no chance, in my opinion, at Auburn. Auburn, uh, at one of those typical SEC teams, uh, not very disciplined, but really athletic. They got a lot of those, you know, six five, six six, six seven wing guys that, you know, can just jump out of the gym. Uh, that's not a good matchup for Virginia Tech, in my opinion. I, 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 it's hard to see Virginia Tech coming out of there with a win unless they shoot out of their minds. They probably will shoot out of their minds. I have a feeling that Auburn will be undisciplined, but they're going to have a difficult time rebounding. And then I figure, like, you got Georgia, then you got Iowa State, then you got you know, you got you got you got the floor you know Florida team here, Atlantic, right in a row. And then you're going into Auburn. I mean, you've got to be you got to be tired out with that rotation that you have. I mean, you played some several difficult opponents in a row. Yeah, there's no question Virginia Tech will be battle-tested. I mean, it's by the ACC time, they're going to be ready to go. But I don't – yeah, I, I, like you, don't think Auburn is a good matchup. I think the, I think Auburn actually is loaded and is under – quite frankly, is underrated in the SEC. And I, I think they're going to go a lot farther than the SEC – in the SEC than people think. And I think they might actually be a second-weekend team, Jeff. I actually think that about Auburn. I think they could be – could end up being that good. Uh, let's go to the next game here. Georgia at Florida State. Um, Florida is another team in the ACC that's much, much improved over last year. Um, you know, they lost at Florida, but, you know, came back this week and won some surprise results. Um, you know, won that won, won their preseason tournament, you know, knocking off a pretty quality Colorado team in overtime. And then this is starting to look a little bit like your typical Leonard Hamilton team, you know, can defend. They're long. They're athletic. Um, yeah, I like the Knowles in this one over Georgia. Very good, sir. Let's go to the last one. Boston College at Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah, uh, Vanderbilt is 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 not a good basketball team, but uh, I don't think Boston College is is all that good uh, either. So this this is going to kind of be a, a battle of attrition uh, in in this game. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and 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 say that Boston College just sneaks out one of the under the radar upsets uh, in in this in this game. 
but it, th- th- this is going to be kind of a battle of two teams. I think are going to finish towards the bottom of their conference. I, you know, I, but I, but I think you're right. I think they could sneak that one. I mean, every year there seems to be an uh, an uh, under the radar one that that gets you know that somebody sneaks that nobody expects. You remember a few years back when Minnesota when uh, when Virginia Tech went in to win at Michigan. Yes. There's always something that happens that you don't expect in the in these in these in these matchups, and I think this I think I'm, I think I'm with you. I think this is the one, Jeff. Let's go to football. We're going to talk about ACC football week thirteen. Who is your most disappointing ACC football team of week three, Jeff? Man, we got some choices there. We were talking about this on Twitter. Um, Absolutely. I, I think there there was a 1A, a 1B, and then also another team that disappointed me. Um, I'm going to I'm going to I'm, I'm going to start with um, Virginia in this one. Um, you know, you're at home. You've you've been competitive most of the season. And I mean, they were an absolute no-show against Virginia Tech. Uh, I mean, they were just blown off the field from the moment that game started. Um, it's very uncharacteristic of Virginia Tech this year to be, you know, I mean, you got to give Virginia Tech credit, obviously. Of course, they just, you know, they just came out and like you've been saying, met the moment, got themselves bowl eligible. But, you know, where, where Virginia could have went into the season with a little bit of offseason with a little bit of optimism and a feeling like, hey, we were in most of their games. Uh, that wasn't even competitive. It's really surprising not to see, I would say, Virginia even compete in that game. So I'm with you. I, I, I'll say this. I always expect, I guess here's the maroon, right? maroon orange and me i always expect virginia tech to beat virginia i oh no matter what it is i always expect it in the last 20 years i've mostly been right i've mostly been right the other thing i'd say too is that i mean i don't know i know i missed i didn't get a chance to watch north carolina and virginia i know you got a chance to watch that i didn't get a chance to watch that game but i knew that all year long that virginia's offensive line has pretty been it's been pretty weak most year most year most year long and they've just had to try and find ways to speed up the game and outscore score people and hope that other teams get turnovers and things like that you know and that and that hasn't even been that good for that hasn't even been that good for virginia i mean if i'm going for disappointing teams and i know we talked about this man i, I even put a question in that they're going to talk about on the rtd richmond times i almost said rtd richmond times dispatch podcast say I asked this question to Mike Barber. I said, you're going to take questions for your show. They said, how is it? How many years has, Jeff, how many years has Mac Brown been in North Carolina? Do we know? Can you, is it six, seven, eight, somewhere in there? It's been a long time now. Yeah, it's getting up there now a little bit. We're in the, you know, five, six year of his tenure. He should have a defense by now. And especially with, the players that he's been stealing from Virginia Tech out of the seven five seven, right? I mean, obviously the you know, and I talked about this with a couple of other people on Twitter. I said, you know, the the Dre Bly experiment did not work out for coaching cornerbacks. Sure, he could bring people in the room and bring them to North Carolina, but that was it. He couldn't coach them to save his life. And you know, so I 
I, 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 I just wonder where, where why <laughs> the loyalty to Gene Chizik, right? What I asked, I asked Mike that I said, it seems like, like I use the example of like, Jeff, I use the example of like Elon Musk's self-driving car, right? It goes well for like six games. And all of a sudden, there's a zero day, zero day exploit in the software and hackers get into it and he drives it off the cliff. You know what I mean? Sort of thing. And, and, and it mostly has to do with defense. And I'm wondering how they possibly can't have one after that many years in the system. I mean, people, people kind of obviously tag McBrown for his, for his, you know, lack of defense at Texas. And I think that that's true during the latter part of his year, latter part of his years. He, perhaps had one of the best players in college football when he won his national championship down there. But, you know, that's the deal. That's, I mean, I, I, it's like a, it's like a swoop down to is a, a swoop off the cliff and you're just in it. And, and I have all these drowning gifts <laughs> on Twitter and the same kind I use when you're in fourth and one and you're in the shotgun. That's what North Carolina has been like. And it's been the defense that's been a, just a, a drastic failure for them. You could go, you go into that North Carolina State game, you know who's going to be the tougher, get, tougher team getting on the field, and it sure as heck isn't the team from North Carolina. You know, I've talked to a few fans who've said that they're tired of it and they want them all to go. But I mean, I think Mac Brown's the kind of guy. I mean, he's been there for obviously he he's been a, a you know had a first time tenure there. It's one of those graceful exit exit things that you see with him, like you would with Frank, you know, like you would with Frank Beamer. They were friends and things like that. And it's one of those graceful exit things. But you know, I, I'm curious on your thoughts on that because I'm harder on him for because of how long he's been there and how I keep seeing him drive off the cliff, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely you know, North Carolina was one of the most disappointing teams in the ACC in the second half of the season. And and you thought they, that the defense was going to at least be functional this year, you know, when they started the season against South Carolina and, and had those seven or eight sacks, you know, really slowed down that South Carolina team early in the season with Spencer Rattler and the defense just kept gradually getting worse and worse uh, until they may not have been statistically the worst defense in the conference, but they, you know, they played like it and they looked like the worst coach defense in the conference. It, it wasn't a talent issue. I really don't think it was that big of a talent issue on defense. Uh, I think there were depth issues. And, and I think, you know, with Chiswick, you, you would watch North Carolina and I mean, the angles that they would take, they would be out of position. Receivers would run all over the place um, you know, there'd be these gaping holes everywhere. And and NC State, for all the great work they've done the last five games, winning five in a row, I mean, they don't have a ton of offensive, you know, playmaking ability. I mean, they put up 39 points on, on North Carolina. And, I mean, I, I definitely agree with North Carolina being up there as one of the, dis- you know, as the disappointing teams, given that their talent, what their talent level was, um, and I'm going to throw out, you know, the other disappointing team this week and, and just give a blurb because I don't put them quite up there with Virginia, North Carolina, but really disappointing effort out of Louisville. Um, you know, 
10 and one going into the game against a bad Kentucky team, you know, make no mistake. Kentucky's a bad football team. Um, six and five going in. I mean, a really a moment to, to have a magical season and a game that they were in control of. And they just had special teams, breakdowns, defensive breakdowns in the second half. I mean, made a, a very average offense, you know, look like the Kansas city chiefs in the second half and, you know, they can still win the ACC. You know, they can beat Florida State, win the ACC, maybe even a BCS, but uh, or not a BCS, but you know, uh, a New Year's Six game could still happen. But they're always going to have that Kentucky loss hanging over them, and and, and in a game that they really should have won. Uh, I, I was really disappointed in Louisville, particularly the second half with all the breakdowns that they were having in that game. Fair enough. All good points. All good points, Jeff. Jeff, we're going to the conference championship games here, and I'm going to have you – I'm going to have you oh, – we, we, we didn't get our impressive team of the week. Oh, you're right. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I almost forgot about that. Go ahead. Give us that. Thanks for the reminder, man. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hit one. I'm going to hit a couple quick ones here. Um, I'm going to let you take Virginia Tech. Super impressed with the way they came out uh, against Virginia. Um, Really liked um, the way NC State has played the second half of the season. I mean, I'm not so sure. They might not be the second best team in the conference right now. Uh, You know, having MJ Morris, you know, call it kind of quits on the season for whatever his personal reasons and having to go back to Brennan Armstrong. And NC State became the team – we thought they were capable of, and, and, you know, there's not many nine and three teams out there in the country that are playing better right now than, than NC state. And, and, you know, a little bit of a shout out to, to Florida state, you know, having to go into the swamp with Tate Rodemacher at, at quarterback falling behind 12 Oh to Florida and really looking like they might be overwhelmed, you know, by the moment playing in that environment. And then Florida state, you know, really dominates and controls the second half of that game. Wins kind of wins going away with great defense, and you know they could have let a, a truly wonderful, you know, season slip away uh, down there in Florida. But you know they showed a lot of guts, a lot of heart. I think going into to Florida and winning that game. And we know Florida's not great. I'm not trying to say that, but you know you win in the swamp, you know, in front of that front of that crowd after falling behind with your backup quarterback and sometimes third trings quarterback because he got knocked out for a little while and you still come out of there with a victory and 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 a victory that where you're going away in the fourth quarter and and that that's pretty impressive to me definitely now i'll say these words about virginia tech i did not think that virginia tech was going to blow the doors off of virginia like that i i I'm shocked at that. That was the most points by either team, Jeff, in the history of the Commonwealth Cup ever. And I didn't think that Virginia Tech would get 500 yards of offense. And I I didn't think that Virginia Tech – I mean, Virginia Tech had multiple sacks that day. Jeff, do you know that Virginia Tech is leading the ACC in quarterback sacks? I didn't know that. Yes. 38. <laughs> I mean, in some cases, I felt like this year was a 
was kind of a return to defenses of old in certain games. Now, certainly there's the unbalanced schedule, right? Virginia Tech didn't play a couple of couple of teams this year, but they still got to they still got to you know what. They got they got sacks in every game, and they still got to NC State's quarterback. They still got, you know, I, I I always wonder. I'm telling you, man, I'm always I always wonder if drones would have started the entire year, how many more wins Virginia Tech would have had if he would have started the entire year. But we know going into next year, the drones is going to be the starter for sure, you know, and so. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have a majority of the line, the defensive line coming back next year. The corners can come back, Jeff. I mean, this is going to be a pretty deep team. It's, you know, they'll have to make a couple additions to the defensive line. They'll make it have to, you know, they look like the offensive line looks like it's starting to get, come together, but they probably could go to the portal for a couple players. But they have the skill players that they need. I mean, I next year could could be good, you know, could be a good season for Virginia Tech. So I, I, I hold some hopeful optimism, but I mean, they played as well as I've seen Virginia Tech play in a long time. I think they probably, sans a turnover, Jeff, they probably could have come away with seven more points in that game. They probably could have had 62 points, but they fumbled, or not fumbled, yeah, they, they fumbled close to the end zone and within, within the five yard line, which stopped the drive. But they probably could have had seven more points. Uh, I mean, I guess it. You've got these lessons, right? Tony Elliott talked about lessons. I thought it was kind of funny. He had a couple of players say that he said, you know, it was a teachable moment for a few players to come out and, you know, wrap their mouth off saying that they're going to win, right? But you know, and perhaps nobody will do that next year because I'm sure that was all over the bulletin board in Blacksburg, and I'm sure that's all they heard the entire the entire week, you know. So. Anyway, it was fun to watch. They exceeded my, you know, I think with two teams, right? Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech were picked near the bottom of the ACC. Both Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech are in, are going to be in tier two bowls, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff. Is that? Uh, yeah, they should. I, I think. What, what did the the final standings? I think had Georgia Tech fourth. tied for fourth with Virginia Tech. So both. Tied for four. Yes, both, yeah, that was two. Teams. Both teams will, could, I, I think, be in tier two bowls. So, for example, I don't think Virginia Tech or Georgia Tech will be in the military bowl, Jeff. I mean, they, I mean, the military bowl could have an option for them, but I, I don't think they'll be up here in D.C. And I'll, you know, I, I'm sure the organizers of the military bowl would love to have Virginia Tech or Georgia Tech, you know, because of, you know, obviously Georgia Tech has a prior coach that's affiliated with the Naval Academy. And Virginia Tech, this is where the largest alumni chapter is. I'm sure they'd love to have people up here. And, and that's always, you know, Annapolis is a great place. But Tier 2 Bowl would put Virginia Tech in the Duke Mayo Bowl. Duke, Duke Mayo, you know, that's what, you know, Virginia Tech is eligible for that. But, you know, and they know that Virginia Tech will fill the seats there. I suspect, Jeff, I, I'm, I, you know, you can probably speak for the Georgia Tech alumni fan base, but I'm sure – some of your alumni fan base would love to see a bowl game in uh, in. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, most of the projections have Georgia Tech uh, going to the Pinstripe Bowl to play uh, either either Rutgers or Northwestern. So we'll see if it really turns out that way. So they so it wouldn't for I, I couldn't I can't remember so it wouldn't be. 
I can't remember the tie-in because I haven't seen it. But Ch- is Champ Sports not part of it? Or maybe it's some whatever. Maybe there's maybe there's some other name now instead of that one. But is there is there a Florida tie-in before or after Christmas? Yeah, the 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 former Champs Bowl. I think that's the Cheez Its Bowl it. now. And um, <laughs> you know, we also got Notre Dame in the mix for the for the bowl agreements as well with the ACC. Um, you know, I, you got NC State uh, in in that mix as well. And I've seen some projections of Clemson in the Gator Bowl um, or the Holiday Bowl. You know, matching up with a DJ and Oregon State again, that would be interesting. So I think there's still quite a few things that can happen, especially um, with Florida State and Louisville. If if Florida State, you know, beats Louisville wins the ACC and goes to the playoff. Louisville goes to the Orange Bowl. If Louisville wins that game, you know, then that probably drops Florida State um, uh, down from the Orange Bowl where they're having to hope for an at-large bid to a New Year's Six. Um, so still still a lot that can that can happen here with, with where the teams end up. Definitely. I just saw one with Georgia Tech, too, in, uh, in the Mail Bowl, which would be – probably a new place for Georgia Tech. Yes? Uh, yeah, I'm not aware they've had – and if they do end up in Charlotte, that would be one that I would take in. That's just a 90-minute you know, drive for me. That would be that would be, a, that would be, a good, that would be a good one. So, you know, New York – New York, any of those would be cool. I mean, you get the exposure of being in New York. You know, and at, you know Virginia Tech was up there before. You get – you know, be, getting the exposure of being up in there would be really cool. So I – I think I think that would be I think that would be fun. It would be fun to see what is it? It would be fun to see Georgia Tech in the Pop Tarts Bowl. That's the name of it now. The Pop Tarts Bowl. <laughs> the Pop Tarts Bowl. I like that. Very cool, Jeff. Okay, so we're gonna I'm gonna change the questioning around here just a little bit because we're gonna talk about those could, could be upset. We're just gonna run through and do the picks on the championship game. So give me, give me just a second, Jeff, because I want to bring this up. I want to bring this up and have have you run through all. We're going to do a lightning round here on all the championship games that are happen, happening next week. You ready, Jeff? Just a lightning round, and I'll read them off to you. We got the Conference USA championship game. You've got New Mexico State. This is the 10-3 and three Aggies, right? I mean, this is... This is Jerry Kill's team. Remember, he was like an offensive quality control assistant for Virginia Tech. He's also the former Minnesota Gophers head football coach. They're taking on 12 and 0 Liberty. Who do you got there, Jeff? Man, don't sleep on New Mexico State. Just ask Auburn uh, what they think of New Mexico State and the three TD beating they took at Jordan Hare two weeks ago. Uh, everyone wants to talk about, like, hey, great win for Alabama, winning at Jordan Hare. Uh, yeah, two weeks ago, uh, New Mexico State ran uh, Auburn out of their home stadium. So don't sleep on New Mexico State. But, um, you know, Liberty playing, you know, near Virginia, um, in Virginia, also really good team. Uh, I'll still take Liberty in that one. Okay, well, you know what? We agree on most things, but I'm going to take New Mexico State today, Jeff. There you go. Hey, no, I mean, no problem with that. I will. T- I will take New Mexico State because I, Jer- I think Jerry Kill is a better coach than the Liberty coach. That's my personal opinion. He'll have them prepared and ready to go. Oklahoma State taking on Texas. 
I, I don't think Oklahoma State is is a good, really that good of a football team. Uh, they lost by 40 to UCF. They they they're, they're an inflated eight and three. Um, it's hard to see Texas losing that game. Uh, Texas comes out of that one with a win good, and leaves the Big 12 at Big 12 champ. Very good, sir. SMU taking on the number 23 Tulane Green Wave. Man, that, this is a fun game. That's a fun game of, of the of the under radar. You know, SMU, people talk about, oh, you know, you know, coming into the ACC, they're 10 and 2. And they're pretty decent. Um, Tulane's been one of the best uh, group of five teams out there. Um, I- I'm still gonna, you know, take Tulane in this in this game, but that should be a pretty fun one. I'm with you. I, I'm with you on your pick too. Uh, so let's see. we're just gonna start to get into the, some of the afternoon games here. Afternoon games coming up. Georgia taking on Alabama. That should be a hell of a game. Yeah, that that should be that that should be a good game. Um, we haven't talked about what Georgia Tech did with Georgia, and you know the game was probably never really in doubt. But but Georgia Tech exposed some things along the, the defensive front of Georgia. They ran for 200 yards against them, and and that wasn't a smoke and mirrors type thing either. They they pushed Georgia around quite a bit. Um, nobody had run for 200 yards on Georgia. It's only happened one time in like the last six five or six years since 2018 and, and Alabama can run the ball. Um, both teams um, have issues. Uh, I think uh, defensively against more physical teams, Alabama got pushed. Alabama got pushed around a lot as well by Auburn. Uh, it took a miracle play for them to beat, to beat Auburn in a game. They were really outplayed. So um, yeah, th- this is a tough one to call. Uh, I think Georgia gets Brock Bowers back for that game and some a couple of their injured offensive players. So I, I feel like Georgia's still going to come out of there with a win. Guess what? I'm going to take Alabama to win that game. <laughs> hey, it can happen. Georgia's not invincible. There you go. That, that's ta- that's taking, fact. I'm taking Alabama to win that game. I'm taking Alabama to win that game. I feel, I feel, I, I feel that they're actually going to win and the points. How's that? Alabama and the points. I feel, I, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel Nick is going to be hungry coming into that game. And like you said, I mean, I thought you brought up a really good point, Jeff. I mean, and we talked about this on Twitter. I mean, Georgia Tech took Georgia, the defending national champion, to the wire. I mean, pretty much to the wire. That game was pretty. That game was close. Yeah, it was a it was a competitive game, and at the line of scrimmage. Georgia Tech offensively held their own against Georgia's defensive front. Uh, you know, nobody had run for more yards on Georgia the entire season than Georgia Tech did. And like you said, Nick Saban took some notes there on what Georgia Tech was doing. And as good a runner as Haynes King is, and he's an excellent runner, uh, Milrow, the quarterback at Alabama, is one of the elite dual threat quarterbacks in all of college football. I mean, he 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 can really do some things with his mobility and i guarantee nick saban took notes on what georgia tech did against georgia you got it man you got it okay so we got three more games and this is the evening segment these are all the eight o'clock games jeff let's go to the big 10 
Michigan takes on Iowa. That's 12 and 0 Wolverines who I finally am. I'm finally going to say they deserve to get in, but only if they beat Iowa, which I think they probably will handily. I'm not sure if Iowa crosses midfield four times in this game, uh, between their completely inept offense. I don't know. They're probably the worst two loss team I've ever seen that I can remember at this point in the season for being 10 and two Michigan is absolutely going to wallop them. I'm with you. I'm with you. So Louisville takes on Florida state. This is 10 and two Louisville takes on Florida state, a, a Louisville team. That's pretty healthy. That's probably smarting from the week for week before. They're probably a little bit upset. And they're taking on a Florida State that doesn't have its uh, starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I still like Florida State in this game. Uh, if Jordan Travis was playing, I would have Florida State as a prohibitive favorite. Louisville can win this game, but I think one of the under the not you know talked about enough things with Florida State is earlier in the year, their, their defense was prone to give up some big plays, um, but they're really playing well right now. That defense, um, they haven't given up 30 points to anyone in the, their schedule. And, I mean, they're holding teams to 10 to 20 points. And, you know, Louisville can do some things offensively, uh, but I don't think they can do enough. Uh, against Florida State to come out of there with a with a win. I, I really don't like their headspace, you know, coming off the second half against Kentucky. And I think Florida State got a huge boost of confidence winning in the swamp, not playing well in the especially in the first half, playing really poorly, and and still having, uh, you know, pulling away in the second half. Uh, I think, you know that going into that ACC championship game. They're on a mission. They're playing for a playoff spot. Um, I like Florida State in that one. Good pick. Good pick. I think I think so, too. I think so, too. I think Florida State knows that the motivation there is that they know they're out of the college football playoff if they lose. And more on that, more on that in our segment in the open microphone. Here's the last one. Here's the last one, Jeff. Oregon plays Washington in the Pac-12 title game. And Washington seems like it's had nine lives all year, but they've been scraping by the last few games. And I just saw the point spread here. Oregon Oregon is favored by nine and a half points. Yeah, that's a huge point spread for a game like that. Um, I'm not so sure Oregon's not the best team in all of college football. Uh, they're a complete, they're a complete team. Um, I think Washington is great. I think Penix is a fantastic quarterback, but ooh, it's it's really tough to see Oregon losing to them. I mean, if Washington knocks off Oregon two times in a row, I mean that, that's going to really say something about their team. But um, I, I think Oregon wins. But you this know game. what? That's gonna, probably is going to be the best game of the day because here's the thing: Oregon still doesn't have great defensive backs. And that's, you know, and I, and I feel like Washington will be able to, you know, will be able to score. I, I agree with you. I think Oregon probably will win that game. I do have a question to ask, ask you, Jeff, and I don't know if you saw it, if you saw it live like I did, but I, I, but you may have seen the replay on Twitter. Do you remember that fourth and one at the 40 
where where Washington <laughs> did you see the play call where they went for it against Wazoo fourth and one? No, no, I didn't. I didn't see oh, the play. Oh my heavens, Jeff! Everybody in the stadium thought it was going. Thought the quarterback was going to run the ball up the middle. Well, I'll find a video of it after we're done, and you can see it. But they basically disguised it, hit it behind, and the running back goes to the goes. No, nobody knew who had the ball. Nobody knew who had the ball. The running back they flipped it back to the running back who flipped it to to the wide receiver, and he went ran around the left side, ran around the left side, and basically, not only I mean, they totally deked out the announcers and everybody in the crowd. I mean, it was really one of the best plays I've seen in college football this year because nobody knew where the football was. And it, right. was it. It, it was just, I mean, De Beers has just done a hell of a job at Washington this year. And if you know his background, I mean, he was at the university of Sioux falls in South Dakota. He had won some NAIA national championships. He won, he won several there. A lot of, a lot of people in fact think that university of Sioux falls is going to, you know, is going to be the next one to move up to the, to the FCS ranks, just like St. Thomas did in Minnesota, and then you know, and then eventually move up to FBS football. But he, you know, then he went to and resuscitated the program at Indiana, right? Won all the games there, and that's where he got his quarterback. He got his quarterback Phoenix to transfer to Washington, you know. And so he's just done a heck of a job. But that play call, I, I when we're done with this podcast, I'll send it to you on Twitter because it was, I, it literally was the be- one of the best play calls I've seen this year, and and. I mean, it's, you know, you've got to pull those grab, you know, those tricks out of your hat when you're making a run, right, Jeff? I mean, you've got to, you know, you're going to have some calls that go in your favor that maybe not necessarily should go in your favor. You and I have talked about this before. Lady Luck's got to be on your side, right? And 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 you know, Washington's had a lot of that this year. You've got to have, you got to have some luck when you have a run, and it can't all, it can't always be, like we're the most dominating team in the world, right? You've got it. I mean, Alabama certainly had its share of luck going through when it, when it won titles, when it wasn't that great, when there were questionable calls and things like that. But, you know, that certainly has helped out Washington, but I'm certainly with you, Jeff. I think that's going to be, that's going to be a challenging row. I think to hold to hoe there as they say for, uh, for Washington. And I think I'm with you. I'm thinking with you that Oregon's going to win that game. So man, uh, let's do this here. I mean, you've got your second half of the ACC awards to, to ACC coaches. I mean, you wrote about some folks that had A pluses this year on the blog. So I want to have you make you make sure you get a chance to advertise that here. But I mean, who do you think coached with a B grade or higher on the four point four point scale here, second half of the season, Jeff? Yeah, I, I wrote an article today on on who I gave A pluses to in the second half of the season, and and or, or we'll say uh, you know no, I, I put it as November, which you can slide it out there, but I, I, definitely in the second half, you know Mike Norvell, Florida State, he's keeping the train going for the Knowles, even with the loss of Jordan Travis, um, hadn't lost a game. Um, and, and still truck trucking along, you know, keep, keeping that team, you know, together, motivated, really a tough environment, hostile environment down in Florida. And, and they win that game. Um, Dave Doran, um, you know, we've been tough on him on this podcast in the past, but he's just done a fantastic job 
this year in the second half of the season with the change in quarterback, the lack of playmakers on his offense, and that defense, Peyton Wilson, you know, he's an All-American, has just been fantastic. And, you know, they've played some of the best second-half football in the ACC uh, this season. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, um, I don't know if you can give him an A-plus for the whole second half because uh, he, he, he had lost a couple games uh, at the end of October. But, I mean, for a team that was 4-4, four 2-4 and four, two and four in the ACC at that time, and for them to finish the season, you know, knocking off ranked Notre Dame, uh, a Georgia Tech team that's played well themselves in the second half, blew them out. North Carolina was ranked, you know, beat them, and then go on the road and, and beat South Carolina – um, you know, to avenge last year's loss without scoring an offensive touchdown and winning your final four games. I mean, I, I think you got to give um, Dabo Sweeney at least an A minus for the second half. If you know he had the early losses in the first part of the second half of the season, but he's also done a real uh, good job. And then the other two coaches, you know, are pretty much in the same uh, category of trying to rebuild their programs. But Brent Pry and and Brent Key. Uh, you know, it was no guarantee they were going to make bowl games. And for both of them, it came down to the final two weeks of the season to get bowl eligible, which was the most tangible sign of progress for either either program. And, you know, they, they mission accomplished. You know, Georgia Tech got bowl eligible last week against Syracuse and, and Virginia Tech gets bowl eligible this past week. And so... Um, you know, they, they weren't perfect in the second half, but no one expected that. But they did what they needed to do um, to get to get bowl eligible, you know, at, you know, and both took some some, you know, kind of ugly losses early in the season. So, I mean, I think you got to give both of them um, at least B's uh, in that regard, too. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'll still give Jeff Brom, um, you know, a B despite the loss to Kentucky. Um it wasn't a shoe in that they were going to get to the ACC title game and they did what they needed to do to end up in Charlotte. Uh, I, I can't give them an A after, you know, losing the game to, to Kentucky, but he's definitely in the B range as well. Uh, just a minor shout out to the interim coach too at Syracuse for at least getting his team to the bowl. And, you know, obviously yep. when, when Babers is gone, you know, you've got, you could have a, a team collapse and he he found a way to get them a win and get them to a bowl and i think if i'm not mistaken jeff 11 acc bowl teams that's what i think right yep yep 11 that's pretty that's that's pretty darn good that's pretty darn good so today jeff who are your who are your four teams in the college football playoff and seed them um if yeah if i'm seeding them today uh i you know, and, and the margin is not big. This, this is not overwhelming, but I, I would I'd probably have Georgia number w- number one, Michigan two, um, Washington uh, at three, and and Florida State at four today. I think I think it's fair, but I, I you know what I'm still don't I still think Washington should be ahead of Michigan because they play a boatload of ranked teams. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just at some point we got to start saying the schedule me. <laughs> the schedule means something, right? Yeah, I'm I'm with you there, but but as as the teams in the Pac-12, you know, fewer and fewer of them are are remaining ranked, which which puts into question, you know, 
especially now that Michigan does have a, that win over Ohio State, which we'll give them credit for, and and you know some of the wins Georgia has. I mean, the margin is is, is fairly thin, and if someone had Washington one, uh, and and Georgia two, and Michigan two, and Georgia three, I, I wouldn't really argue with any of them at at the moment. Fair enough. Fair enough. Open microphone time. What do you got for us, Jeff? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's, it almost seems like I don't even want to almost waste time on this because it's it's so ridiculous. But the discussion of Florida State not making the playoff as an undefeated team, um, which seems to keep coming up for some just completely unknown reason to me, it just it just defies logic. Um, that that someone after especially after this weekend can make arguments, um, you know that that teams are that far apart. I mean, I know what we saw this weekend. Washington, you know, came within an eyelash of losing to Washington State, a not good Washington State team. We saw Alabama very nearly lose to Auburn should have lost. And we've already talked about, this was an Auburn team that lost by three touchdowns the week before to New Mexico state. Georgia did not look, you know, they're not invincible. Um, it, it wasn't quite as close for them against Georgia tech, but it was a competitive game and they, they had, they showed vulnerabilities in that game. So, you know, when you start getting into that discussion and, and, saying, oh, well, Florida Strait struggled against Florida when in actuality they may have been more impressive than any of those three teams on the weekend. It, it, it's gotten to the point of just like complete lunacy now uh, to me that that can even come up. And if you even want to dig deeper, I mean, ACC teams finished with a running record against the SEC this year, six and four. I, I mean, it, I'm not saying the ACC is, you know, much better than the SEC in, in any way, but you, you can't make the argument the other way. I mean, you played 10 times against each other. That's a lot of games. And, you know, when one has a winning record versus the other, just, there's no other metric that, that you can use more than head-to-head. And the ACC also had a winning record against the Big Ten, who some people are still trying to argue Michigan and Ohio State into the playoffs. So, you have an ACC that went 10 and seven against the big 10 and the SEC. And you're trying to argue their champion may not belong. You know, if Florida state wins is just, I I can't, I can't describe it. Anything other than complete lunacy. If if you even, if you're suggesting Florida state doesn't belong in the playoff, if they beat Louisville, you just don't watch college football. There's no other explanation for it. Cause you can't say, Alabama is much better when we know what happened against Auburn. You can't say Georgia's invincible, that if they were to lose to Alice, this is another point of discussion. If Alabama beats Georgia, and it's likely Alabama's going to be seventh or eighth, uh, I, I don't think you can really argue that Georgia should stay in the top four because they've, they've had a number of close games against, you know, not elite teams. They barely beat Auburn. They struggled with a bad South Carolina team. And Georgia Tech, you know, got them into the fourth quarter. So we, we can't say Georgia has been so dominating during the course of the entire season that if they were to lose to the team that is ranked seventh, that they shouldn't fall out. 
Yeah, I definitely don't want to hear a discussion. You know, if the final spot, if Alabama does win and Texas wins, it's it, it's also completely ridiculous that someone would suggest Alabama should be in over Texas. Amen. When, I was about when to they say lost. that. <laughs> you cannot argue that in any way when Texas wipe went their into floor, Tuscaloosa wipe the floor, and, and they, it was as lopsided of a ten point game as you could have. They absolutely dominated Alabama in that in that game and it doesn't matter when you play it either the games matter or they they don't matter so th- there's a couple of things that just absolutely make no sense to me one that the discussion of Florida State being left out if they win out you know any any argument for having Alabama over Texas if it comes down between those two and and anyone that you know, I might rank Washington third, but now you try to tell me Washington beats Oregon that they are an automatic, you know, you you automatically put them behind Georgia and Michigan. That, it's not an automatic. I mean, you can make an argument for Washington being a one or a two seed. There's no one in the country who will have two better wins than beating Oregon who I think might be the best team in all of college football. So I don't know if what's going on is just people trying to have talking points or trying to create discussions, but it's just. Jeff, I think it's a media war between ESPN, the ESPN families, right? Disney and Fox, because they're just trying to talk these things up because, you know, Fox owns Big, the Big Ten right now, right? And so yeah, I think yeah, there part, may, maybe there is something to that because I think part of there, that there's that. no other reason. <laughs> but the other thing it, is it makes, that the other thing is that uh, sorry to interrupt. The other thing I I'll get this part of my open microphone. You and I have talked about this multiple times and blogged about it multiple times. If you are an undefeated FBS Power Five team, how many times have you been left out of that national title or that college football playoff game, Jeff? How many times have you been left out? It, it hasn't happened, and it, it right. definitely, you know, can't happen here, or there'd be no explanation for it. Won't because it won't. I because some, it won't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the discussion of it is is mind boggling to me. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to make sure we say, have a few words about that because, like, the fact is that. In our scenario that we described here, I mean, even even back to the Bull Alliance, if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? I mean, it's probably all the way back to that, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff. I think the last time, early 2000s, when when undefeated Auburn got left out, there were three undefeated teams. It was USC. Uh, who was, that was their the, opponent that was the team in that, that did, game? That was the Auburn team that beat Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were. They, yeah, that is right. And it was USC was one of the undefeated teams. Uh, maybe was it Texas? I'd have to go back and look that up. But it's ridiculous. Up. I mean, it's but, ridiculous. I mean, it, it it's just something that doesn't happen. Is our is our point? And it's not going to happen this time around because I can tell you if I'll be I'll be blunt and when I say this, Jeff, if 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 Florida State is left out. I'm t- I can tell you, I rarely get political on this podcast. Ron DeSantis will start talking about this. You know, from he's running for president. <laughs> he will start talking about this. 
You know what I mean? And other people will talk about it from an, you know, they'll, they, they talk about it from an FTC perspective, right? Federal Trade Commission, because the Federal Trade Commission, I think was, I mean, people were threatening to take the college football playoff to the FTC had there not been these additional playoff spots that were, you know, put out there at the 12. And, you know, so that's, you know, something like that. I, I think something like that would happen if an undefeated FSU got left out. I'm, I'm very certain of that, Jeff. And, and, and it should, because it would, it would come defy any explanation uh, whatsoever. I saw someone post, and I'm going to leave that, that, that a Twitter account nameless because I, I think it's a, a terrible awful account anyways but i actually saw the tweet i don't even follow him but i got it reposted like would an undefeated Who is it, jeff no is I'm, it I'm big, not is it big game boomer person. jeff I, i'm not saying who it is no, I'm leave, I'm leave this i one. saw big game boomer say <laughs> would an undefeated fsu get left out i saw that yeah and i'm sure he got i'm sure fs fsu twitter was like Let's come after this guy. You know what I mean? So I'm sure his mentions were were crazy, right? Because he just visited Blacksburg this year, Jeff. Uh, did yeah. you know that? He visited Blacksburg. I think I saw that somewhere. I, I don't follow him. I, it, it popped up on my timeline. He used to follow kind of me on Twitter. Laugh. He used to follow me, and, and then I deleted that Twitter account. But he used to follow me on Twitter, and you know, we, we kind of helped him get going. He likes the Blacksburg folks. He thinks that Virginia Tech should replace Van, <laughs> Vanderbilt in the SEC. But you know, luckily we're all, we're, but we're all, we're all locked into this this uh, this ACC grant of rights media thing. So everybody's going to be here for a while, and so are Jeff, so are Jeff and I here at AllSportsDiscussion.com as we blog blog and talk about the ACC. Jeff, any closing thoughts before we depart tonight? No, I think I think we've covered it all. I I think the ACC championship game. Uh, you know, th- this is what. They've been trying to get for a while uh, an ACC championship game with two top 20 teams, playoff implications on the line. Um, I, I expect Florida State to win, but I also expect a competitive game. I mean, uh, Louisville at times has played with an extremely high ceiling um, outside of Florida State. I think they they at times have played as you know, as high as anyone in the ACC, it's a matter of their consistency, but it, you know, I'm looking forward to that game. I, I do think Alabama and Georgia is going to be great. Um, I think Oregon, Washington will be absolutely fantastic. And I will I can't be watching that, that one. That's the one I will be watching. That's the one, Jeff, that is the one I will be watching. So yeah, I, you can watch, you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. You can watch the Florida state Louisville one. And I'll yeah, you'll probably want to watch both, but I, I really plan to watch Oregon and Washington wire to wire because I really want to see if Washington can do it. Wire yeah, to wire. That, that's, that, that's a best that's the best quarterback matchup you you'll see uh, anywhere in the country. Penix and Bo Nix. That'll be fantastic. It will be fun. It will be fun. Jeff, it was fun talking. We talked for an hour. It was fun. We don't do this yeah. for nothing. And. Have a great week. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too. All right, take care. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye.